0: Welcome back to the South Stands, a Buckeye football podcast by Ohio State fans, for Ohio State fans from the West Coast. I'm your host, Zach Moore. Today is Thursday, October 5th, 2023, and I'm very happy to be joined once again by fellow South Stands contributor, Paige Van Horn from Denver. PBH, how's it going, my friend? I miss you, buddy. I mean, we
1: had such a great time two weeks ago, sad.
0: (laughs) But here we are, we'll make up for it tonight. (laughs) I miss you too, my friend, but it's good to hear your voice. We're also joined by fellow contributor Chad Plummer from Cleveland. CP, what's the word from the 216? Hello, gentlemen. (laughs)
2: Hello. How are you guys doing, man? Like, it's crazy. I hate having that. The bi-week man it's like you know it's actually kind of nice though you can kind of gather yourself gather your thoughts like especially after the week prior like you guys are like it's you know it's it was good for me to breathe a little bit. Yeah, right. I, was that
1: was that the the bye week for you, not being on the pod, or the bye
2: week <laughs> for the team? Well, let's just shade an E for all of the above. <laughs> I, don't, I don't
0: like it. <laughs> uh, we, we are also going to be joined by the Blue Angels intermittently during this recording. I'm almost certain of it. Uh, they are practicing right now for oh, Fleet Week nine. here, a big air show that's happening over the weekend. So, I apologize uh, in advance. Take. To our listeners for the the roar of jet engines. Who Doesn't
2: like the Blue Angels. Be come on, nobody. Uh, nobody.
0: Oh, it, it'll Everybody. it'll be awesome. It's just uh, you know they've been practicing for the last two and a half hours. I think they should be wrapping up. But anyway, I apologize to our Can listeners. Can I say a real quick thing about noise. like the Blue Angels? Sure, man.
2: The last time the Blue Angels, we were all in Chicago. Um, Bloner, we were at Gallagher's apartment, and Cindy Shriver, our friend. Made this (laughs) base cake and Sloaner stayed in the same. We all went out and like the Blue Angels were (laughs) ripping through the buildings, downtown Chicago Z. And Sloaner decided like to keep, like, I'm good right here. Because Gallagher's (laughs) like back, like, Pat, like, opened up. It was all glass and was like downtown. And literally, I swear to God, we came back four hours later. He was in the same spot with, like, this permanent grin, smile on his face. He's like, hey, guys, what's up?
0: That is a – That is – The memories I've ever had. I've Blue seen. angels love it. Oh, man, that was one hell of a space cake to, oh, to, to dude, take Cindy Sloaner did, down yeah. for, for that long.
2: Like Betty Crocker. She gets Betty Crocker a little run for her money. Yeah. Shout out to
1: Cindy Shriver. Cindy. <laughs>
0: yeah. That All right! Shout the, out to Cindy.
1: And 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 by the way, that was like fifty percent of the story, but we won't go into the details.
0: <laughs> yeah, we want to try and keep this somewhat keep family family oriented. G rated, PG thirteen. Yeah. Right. All well, right. Well, parents are listening for Christ's sake. <laughs> we are here to preview number four Ohio State's matchup with the undefeated mm-hmm. but still unranked Maryland Terrapins in the Horseshoe this coming Saturday. The game is a noon Eastern kick on Fox. The line is Ohio State. I believe it's minus 20 now. The over under is 58. Now, Ohio State leads the all time series between these schools 8 zip. And uh, they're beating the Terps by an average margin of almost 35 points in this series, boys. It hasn't been particularly close. But last season in College Park, we remember the Terps took the Buckeyes down to the final minute. and Maryland had the ball with six minutes to play, down only 33-30 to 30, with a chance to tie or take the lead. But the Ohio State defense would hold. The Buckeyes would tack on a field goal and then a strip sack for a touchdown late to make the final margin 43 to 30. But the final score was not really indicative of how close that game really was. And of course, we all remember the scare Maryland put into the Buckeyes late in the 2018 season. That game was also played in College Park. The Buckeyes escaped that one 52 to 51 in overtime. But guys, when these two teams play in the horseshoe, it's a very different story, right? It's not particularly close. Ohio State averages 62 points against Maryland when they play in the horseshoe, and they beat the Terps by an average margin of 44. But I think it's safe to say this is probably the best Maryland team to visit the horseshoe since they joined the Big Ten in 2014. The Terps are 5-0 for the first time since 2001. And they're coming off an impressive 44-17 win over Indiana in College Park last Saturday. Talia Tungabailoa carved up the Hoosier defense to the tune of 352 yards passing and five passing touchdowns. So, fellas, I want to start by looking at the Maryland offense first against the Ohio State defense. Then we're going to flip it around, have a look at the Maryland defense against the Buckeye offense. So the Terps come into this game. There's the Blue Angels. You guys probably can't hear it, but, man, this came roaring through the mic. Terps come into this game. Uh, that sounded kind of trippy. What's going on there? Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, one of the Blue Angels just buzzed our our apartment. Oh, nice. <laughs> I kind of like it. Yeah. The Maryland offense comes into this game 29th nationally in total offense. They're 25th in offensive yards per play. They're 19th nationally in passing offense. They're 67th in rushing offense. Not, you know, not quite as good running the ball as throwing it, but you know, above average. And Talia Tungabailoa is 16th nationally in passing at 293 yards per game. He also leads the Big Ten in passing yards, passing touchdowns, and passing efficiency. He's also Maryland's career leader in passing yards, passing touchdowns, total touchdowns, completions, completion percentage, passing efficiency, and total offense. I had to catch my breath there. That's a long list. Of, of records he holds there. So he's had a hell of a career at Maryland. Now, as always, Tunga-Vailoa has a very good group of receivers to throw to, <laughs> headlined by senior Deshaun Jones and junior Ty Felton. He's got a pretty good back to hand the ball to Roman Hemby as well. So, PVH, I want to start with you. What yeah. are you going to be watching when Maryland has the ball against the Ohio State defense?
1: Well, keep it up defense, right? I mean, we talked about, you know, um, our DBs in the back – What four or five? I don't think there's a whole lot of questions. Yeah. With the defensive line, but but two or two, he's going to throw the ball, right? Two or two. I I don't know how (laughs) good the receivers are, but he's definitely, you know, he's got the pedigree. Um, it's a weird thing, right? Like I'm I'm looking, I, I I'm I'm a little nervous about this game. Um, how can this team be five and oh and not be ranked? Mm-hmm. Um, but look at their schedule. It's not murderer's row by no. any stretch of the imagination. So <laughs> nope. it's. You know, Martin was the case. It
0: was the case they <laughs> gave me.
2: About, <laughs> it's about like Michigan's. Like, I, I think it's a little bit stronger than Michigan's schedule, though. Right. Actually, uh, Bill totally
0: Landis cool. said earlier this week that their schedule is 132 out of 133 in the FBS, their strength of schedule. It's dreadful.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's dreadful. <laughs>
0: awesome. um,
1: so I don't think you can make any, you know, comparison. Uh, you know, they beat Indiana forty-four to seventeen. We beat them what twenty-three to three. Right. Um, I think it, it, the other weird part, you know, again. So I don't follow it. like, what am I looking for? Like I know two is a good quarterback,
0: right? I, right. You can call a him Tua Tito. That's what Austin the whiteouts are. Austin uh, Austin Ward calls him a Tito, <laughs> t-
1: or a Two. Um, so maybe Tua it'll t- be you know another good test for our our, our secondary, yeah. right? And I want to see how they play. I mean, I think yeah. that'll be uh, probably the tale of whether or not this game is close or not. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine their you know, and I know you asked me a specific question, but I'm going off script here. I can't imagine their defense is that legit. So it'll be the secondary. Maybe the linebackers play a little bit better, uh, more pressure on Tua. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I think it's uh, interesting. Ohio State hasn't given up a single play over 40 yards. Let's keep that streak up. How about
2: that yeah. One, guys?
0: Yeah, I like that. I Fuck like that. Yeah. CP, how about you? What are you going to be looking for when Maryland has the ball against the Ohio State defense? Well, I'll tell you what, man. Like the
2: biggest, I mean, like factor in what we've been like, you know, on the field has been our cornerbacks. I mean, Denzel Burke, yeah, um, Igabosin, Igabosin, yeah, Hancock, Hancock, yeah. I mean, through four, you know, Igabosin, like, like he's been on the field eighty-seven percent of defensive plays. I mean, Burke's forty-eight percent, Hancock. I mean, they've been just balling shit up, and that's why I think, like, you know, the uh, the younger uh, protege of Tugalu or whatever is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Who you talk about like, Sam Hartman. They only targeted Burke one time in that game against, against Notre Dame. One yeah. time, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So I mean, I think it, it's it's great. I mean, he's very like he's aggressive, um, and you know what? Like it's and, and Jordan Hank, Like it's we've got a they're balling, man. And I, I don't want to like you know. Last year, I was like, you know what, you guys, like, I just feel like he's got to like it he got smacked in the face and he's going to this off season, he's going to like go back and look at film and realize like, Hey, listen, this is like, you know, this is not Oklahoma state football. It's big time football. I gotta like, I can't just blitz every play. I gotta like, you know, I gotta, you're talking about put a plan together. Yeah. you yeah, am yep. talking about Jimmy Knowles. Yeah. Yep, yep. So I- I'm super happy. They got, I read it, uh, something, um, yesterday actually, that like they're like Tommy Eichenberg is kind of like, the point man for the entire defense yeah no like quoting quoting knows and like it's not verbatim but uh, he's like pretty much he thinks like i do like he like you know i don't have to like like, it it all runs through him yeah he's like the quarterback of the defense Mm exactly yes thank you z quarterback of the defense but yeah it's just like it's it's i mean it's great the defensive line you know they're not blitzing like they did like every fucking play last year which is fine um I feel like Tumalua and Sawyer are both like. I mean, like, and it's good to see. Like, I mean, Tumalua, I mean, come on. Like, you're right. but it's good to see Sawyer. Like, he's actually in the game now. You know what I mean? Like, he's not like this lost soul out in like you know Blair which like, like cave. Like, it's like he's he's there. He's right. like a five-star recruit. Yeah,
0: he's, like balling.
2: Like to see more like, production out of I'm excited album, about but, this yeah. defense, man. Like. They're playing more and more like the Silver Bullets like every week and I you know, and I hope it continues and I feel like it will continue to just get better and better.
0: This is another test of the defense's legitimacy as a top ten unit. I you know, I think we can all agree in that. I I've been a little reluctant to fully embrace this defense as a top ten unit because of what happened last season. I mean, they were great for seven games until they weren't. And then they started facing, you know, offenses with a pulse, and, and we know what happened. So I'm a little scarred from that. But I think if the defense Everybody. can hold tunga Bayaloa in check, like they did Austin Reed of Western Kentucky and Sam Hartman of Notre Dame, that's going to really tell us something. Uh, it, it would be another, like, legitimate hurdle cleared, in, in my view. My big question yeah. is, can the Buckeyes get pressure on Taliya tunga with four? And if they can't, will Jim Knowles gamble a bit more with pressures from his linebackers and safeties than he has so far this season? Yeah, right. His big thing is he's not gonna like you know
2: I, 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 I want to see him do a little bit of gambling, but he's like I'm not gonna give up that like that four to five like big time plays. So yeah, I mean they're I mean, I, kind of dropping back and like I, I like it. And you know I, who's the silent killer that we like really don't even talk about? It's it Cody Simon. I think that kid's playing some ball.
0: Yeah, Cody Simon's playing well. He had the big fourth down stop on Sam Hartman uh, against Notre Dame a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, for sure. You know, I just I had a casual glance at the box score from last year's game, uh, you know, before we got on. Maryland had seven plays of 25 yards or more against the Buckeyes. Seven. That's outrageous. Six of them were through the air. Ohio State also had 13 missed tackles in that game. Oof. I mean, looking back on it now, what happened in that game, because it was the week before Michigan, that really kind of foreshadowed what was to come against Michigan. But anyway, I digress. Now, the Maryland offense has some different personnel this season. Dante Dimas and Rock Jarrett, their are two-star receivers from last year off to the NFL. But this still looks like a pretty explosive Maryland offense. They're tied for 13th nationally in scrimmage plays of 20-plus yards with 30. Um, but I think, and Paige and and Chad, you both you know referenced it. I think Ohio State has much much better personnel in the secondary this season compared to last. But I think Knowles probably still wants to be careful about how often he blitzes and leaves his DBs in one on one coverage. Yeah. Um, but I think, look, I mean, we're gonna. I also think we're gonna see three cornerbacks on the field a lot. I think we're gonna see Burke, Igboniso, and Hancock a lot. Um, and my gut says they're gonna hold up much better in coverage than Cam Brown. Tanner McAllister and Cam Martinez last year. I mean, they Maryland torched uh-uh. those dudes last year. So, it, Terry. so so back to the question about you know Knowles and his approach with the defense. Right now, Ohio State the High State defense is 126 nationally in sacks. They're 124th in tackles for loss. They're tied for hundredth. In generating turnovers only five turnovers in four games and four of those came in one game against western kentucky but on the flip side and page you referenced this the buckeyes are one of only three teams in the country that has yet to surrender a play of 40 plus yards that's tied for first nationally of course And they've only given up three plays of 30 plus yards, which is also tied for first nationally. And of course, they're they're way up there in in the traditional defensive stats. They're in the top six nationally in total defense, defensive yards per play, pass defense, and scoring defense. Still, and Paige, we talked about this last week. It feels like maybe Jim Knowles may be playing things a little too safe right now. Maybe he's overcorrected. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, but you can't argue with the results though. so, and, you know, like you said last time or whenever we, when we were at the State of the Nerd game, like you can't have it both ways either, yeah. right? So I, I, mean, I think I, it'll come down, I think it'll be a very similar situation to the Western Kentucky game, right? Where, you know, if, if, if a team like this can get three or four yards on first down, it's going to make them very hard to stop. Right, because they can, you know, spread you out, and but but can you do that enough and convert enough to win the game? And like Western Kentucky, you couldn't. And then they're going to be feel they're going to feel pressure, and it's going to come down to you know a fourth down play, maybe at their own end. And if they don't convert it, then the floodgates open the the other way. If they do, then you can end up with a ball game. Yeah, but I think Knowles is clearly, you know, sort of ratcheted down. He's not going to get beat deep. Um and you can't argue with the results and if you want him to go balls out and and try and bring more pressure so you can get more tackles for loss so it looks better on PFF and then throw <laughs> it over the top of your head, then right. you have to fucking live with it. So, take your poison.
0: Yeah, I I yeah. I kind of feel like it's what do you think CP? Do, do you think do you think he's overcorrecting? You know what I? Here's
2: what I'm thinking. Like, and like, I feel like he's almost like holding it close to the vest. Like, you know what I mean? He, like, I, like, I feel like, like and I said this like multiple times. Like, Knowles, like, I went back and watched his film. Like, I mean, he, like, he's a, a very, he's he's a great defensive mind, and I feel like he just tried to bring his style. You know, just. On, like, he looks bonsai shit, like fucking, you know, Pearl Harbor. <laughs> kamikaze. Like, it's, it's like fucking every, yeah, Kamikaze. Thank you. Yeah, Kamikaze. But, uh, so I, I feel like he's like. Can you still make that? Is that still a drink? Kamikaze? I'm sure. Kamikaze? Oh I'm my sure. God. It's like the Long Island iced tea, isn't it? Tuesday night, Park Alley, 50th Long Island iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> Regurgitation Nation. Hello. <laughs> but no,
0: I feel like Knowles is kind of like, so you think he might be saving day, is like, he, he saving said, it up cp is he saving it up I, for penn you know state what? michigan I, and, I
2: i feel like he is man he's like there will be times where he's just going to throw the all-on blitz when you think he's not going to drop back coverage.
0: but I, I, that's okay. what i want to believe and i and i think that's yeah where like where we're at yeah i mean I, I that's totally plausible to me at the same time in pvh we always like to say this Ohio State should never be ranked in the 100s in any statistic.
2: Anything. Oh, my God. And
0: right now, they're 126th in sacks. They're 124th in tackle for loss. They're 100th in generating turnovers. I think there's a little bit of a margin there, a little bit of a wiggle, wiggle room there for, for Knowles to take. Just a few more risks. I, it's not out. I, I agree. Don't, yeah.
2: But I, I also agree with Paige. Like, hey, I mean, you can't argue with the results. Yeah. So, I, 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 you know.
1: Yep, yep. And by the way, what are they total defense?
0: yeah no I mean listen in, in those stats they're they're living at the very very top i mean they're right there with with at the very top now at this now you look at a, a team like penn state um they're living at the top of all those defensive statistics as well, but they're also generating a lot of explosive plays, a lot of splash plays as a defense but you know, I, 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 like I said, I, I mostly agree with you guys. I'd, I'd much rather err on the side of keeping everything in front of you, make teams drive the length of the field and have to execute in the red zone. Don't give them any cheapies. But I do feel like maybe uh, maybe there's just a little bit of an overcorrection and there is some margin there for Knowles to uh, yeah. to be a little more adventurous when it comes to, to pressuring the quarterback. I'll be interested to see if, if he used the off week to install some new stuff. Uh, and maybe to, to change the approach a little bit. Now, it's worth noting, Ohio State sacked Tungabayaloa five times in each of the last two meetings. Five times last year, five times in 2021. They picked him off twice uh, during the, the 2021 game, two years ago, the last time they played in Columbus. And then we remember last year, Zach Harrison had the strip sack on Tungabayaloa that Steel Chambers returned for a touchdown. It would be great to see the defense replicate some of that production in this game. Tungabayaloa can sometimes go a little loose with the football, so... Um all right, PVA, I want to kick this back to you. Any other thoughts on, on the Maryland offense versus the high state defense?
1: I, I just think you you can – we're all a little bit of the scorned boyfriend, right? Where <laughs> if you bring the heat and it doesn't work, you know, you can do everything right for, you know, 95% of the game and it doesn't work out. And then next thing you know, the guy's streaking down the field. with a missed tackle. Additionally, if you're going to do that, right? You can't have proctor coming out like a heat seeking missile. All right. You got to be miss disciplined. You can't have guys slipping and falling down. So, if you if he feels confident that those problems have been corrected, then fine, then you can bring a little bit more pressure and and if you're 100% sure that if it gets to the second level, your guys are not going to be out of position, take a bad angle, or miss the tackle. And I think yep. that's his calculus in his head. Will yep. the guy, will Proctor make the tackle, will Ramson make the tackle, or whoever is back there, if if they're on an island
0: because I'm bringing six, seven, eight guys? Makes sense. Makes sense. I, I think he's got like a 15% margin there where he could be a little bit more adventurous than I think maybe, maybe I, just a teeny yeah. bit more. I'm not, I do not want him going back to the way he was playing defense last year at all. Uh, just, just a tiny bit of a margin. Go ahead, CP. One thing that I will say though, is that like
2: over the least, like the last three years. Okay. Probably maybe four. Is that the, this defense is playing as a unit? Yeah, you know what I mean. They're they're not like everybody knows like what their assignment is. They know what they're like. They need, need to do. There's nobody like you know. You're like, oh, what the fuck was he thinking? Like, I mean, you know, like I I feel like there's been only maybe like once or twice. Yeah, much more discipline Games we played have been like, what the you know, yeah. What is this? I feel like they're all like they're a unit, man, and I and I'm I'm excited about. it. I feel like they're only going to get stronger
0: and stronger um, as the season goes. The one thing that I liked about what I saw from the Notre Dame performance was, and there goes the Blue Angels again, roaring through my mic. Um, Blue one thing that I liked about the performance from Notre Dame was that the linebackers actually didn't play very well. Uh, Eichenberg and Chambers, and Steel Chambers said as much during his media availability this week, that they just was an off, it was an off night for them their eyes I think he said something like our eyes were everywhere all the window dressing and motion and stuff that Notre Dame was doing pre-snap they that confused them but what I loved was that the safeties picked them up and you saw Proctor and Ransom and you know Sonny Styles coming up and run support making big time plays so just that to your point about the defense playing more as a unit Right. You, you've got other position yep. groups picking up position groups, other p- position groups that maybe aren't playing quite as well. So I think that's a really good point. It makes me very happy to- <laughs> to <see it. laughs> Oh, wow. <Is laughs> just- the Blue
2: Angels, they see were called like like. I thought you took a
0: quaalude there for a second, my friend. Oh, no. (laughs)
2: All
0: right. Well, listen, fellas, why don't we flip this around and have a look at the Maryland defense against the Ohio State offense? Now, the Terps come into this game ranked a very respectable 39th in total defense. That's 39th nationally, 29th in defensive yards per play. 50th in pass defense, 44th in rush defense, and they actually do a pretty good job of getting after the quarterback. They're 34th nationally in sacks, averaging almost two and a half, or just over two and a half per game. So, um, you know, at least statistically, this is a much improved unit from the Maryland defenses that we've seen in the past. Now, as we mentioned at the top, it might be propped up a little bit by a schedule that uh, ranks 32 132, pardon me, out of 133 teams in the FBS. Um, So, I mean, like only one team in the FBS has played an easier schedule than Maryland. So you do have to factor that into the equation here. Now, no one individual player really stands out for Maryland statistically on that side of the ball. The the Terrapin defense seems to be kind of, you know, greater than the sum of their parts. Uh, Their leading tackler is senior safety Bo Braid. Braid has a solid PFF grade of 74.6. Sophomore linebacker Caleb Wheatland leads them in sacks, but Wheatland's overall PFF grade is not great, only 58.4. Maryland's top pass rusher is probably edge, Quashon Fuller, who leads the team in pressures with 13. Fuller also has two sacks, but their top graded defender, according to PFF, is also an edge rusher, Donnell Brown. He has a grade of 91.5. Brown is second on the team in pressures with eight. He also has two interceptions as an edge, as a defensive end. That's interesting. And a fumble recovery as well uh, for the Terps this season. So, look, according to the numbers, this is an above-average defense, fellas, that can get after the quarterback a little bit. You know, again, the Terps are 34th nationally in sacks. So, PVH, I'm going to kick this back to you. Give us a few thoughts on this matchup of Maryland's defense against the Ohio State offense. What are you going to be looking for?
1: Just do your thing, Ohio State offense. I mean, come on. Like, Who knows? what the that these guys are any good or not i mean they yeah. played two big 10 games i mean michigan state's a dumpster fire and indiana they're probably just a step above it Virginia, yeah they just fired
0: their offensive coordinator this week indiana uh, I mean,
1: <laughs> come on i mean i think ohio state should have their way right just do your just r- run your offense get better that's all i'm looking for is you know fix mm-hmm. the things that we know that they need to fix short down you know third you know short yardage uh, yeah yeah yardage uh hopefully marvin's ankles okay um it it it, you know i mean i i think maryland has been known for the last five years you know maybe having a prolific might be the wrong adjective but a pretty good offense not the defense um yeah so i think ohio state should just execute their game plan be crisp i want to see you know mccord get better just everybody get better right because the offense is going to be a work in progress because they you know they got some guy well mccord you know is the the main one that needs game time just run your offense put up the 45 points that you should put up against this team Uh, the defense will do its thing and you'll be fine
0: okay cp how about you what you're gonna be looking for when ohio state has the ball against the maryland defense
2: you know what i'll be uh, out of what I'm looking for is just like, I, I feel like every week
0: the, the offensive line is becoming a unit
2: um, more, more like, you know, n- not, not a lot of the penalties, like that kind of thing. They're they're just communicating. I feel like they're getting stronger. I feel McCord, you know, you come down a winning drive in South Bend. I mean, like with no time on the clock. I mean, that is guys like that. It's got to give that kid a little bit of like, you know, Hey, how you doing? Like, Hey, I, this is the reason I was a five-star quarterback coming out of high school. Hell yeah. Um, You know, but the biggest thing that I am like looking for, um, is third down conversion. Mm -hmm. Um, we go back and look at like the last five years, like urban, like, you know, it's like, I think we're like 87%, but then it would like, then it was like 78%. And then it drops down to 54% since RD's taken over. And like, Fifty four, fifty one. I, I may I may be a little, uh, a couple points off there, but and then I think like last year, forty five or forty seven percent. That's unacceptable. You know what I mean? Like that. And I think that comes just down to play calling, and that's the one thing that I'm looking for because I tell you what, like I mean, you, you can't. Nobody can argue that there's like a better offense. I mean, as good of offense as Ohio State. So the things like the third down conversion, play calling in those situations, I mean, that's that's got to get better. And I think it will. And I and he addressed that like like right up front, like one of his main concerns like this is got this. This is unacceptable. That's right. Day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 No, I'm with you. I, uh, you know, look against Notre Dame, Ohio State had four trips inside the Irish 13 yard line and only came away with 10 points. And on the season, the Buckeyes yeah. are 95th nationally in converting their red zone trips into touchdowns. Uh, that is wholly unacceptable when you have an offense that features Marvin Harrison Jr., Mekhi Buka, Trey Henderson, Kate Stover, the list goes on. I mean, those are all players that should be able to help Ohio State be more efficient in the red zone. And this is to your point, CP, not always, but often a red zone offense involves Short yardage situations. And we know the Buckeyes wow. have struggled there, as you pointed out. And actually, I, I do have that stat that you were, you were quoting there, CP. And this is per Bill Landis. Thank Ohio State's conversion rate on third and two or less has dropped precipitously since they used to be really good at it back in 2019. And that was Ryan Day's first season. In 2019, their conversion rate on third and two or less was 89%. Then in 2020 and 2021, it dropped to 73 percent. Last year, it was 54 percent. So far this season, it's 50 percent. So and I agree with with you both, right? Wholly unacceptable given what they have. I understand the offensive line is a work in progress, but you should be better than 50 percent in those situations. So that's what I'm going to be watching in this game. I'm going to watch how the offense does both on third and short and in the red zone, converting those opportunities into touchdowns. And- Ohio State has had an off week to address those areas, so it'll be interesting to see if Ryan Day has changed anything in his approach to both of those situations. Well, you know, they, they really go hand in hand. Go ahead, CP. Example Z is
2: throwing it up to Franham, like up the gut, like there with, like, yeah, it's, it's, this time is expiring. I mean, come on.
0: Like, yeah, I mean it helped Notre Dame only had 10 guys on the field when when that happened but all right, well what <laughs> But I mean I think they would have scored anyway. And, and they put, got it put, by put. an inch. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I like the call though. Like, I mean, like, just, yeah, we so don't need to, Like, fucking reinvent the wheel when it's like third and three, dude. We don't need to do a, a sweep into the backfield so we lose. Like, just you know what? Like, run it up the gut or like throw it to
0: fucking.
1: Yeah, but dude, we know, do that, our, and then the linebacker takes over. the
2: come on fucking tray
1: out three yards behind in the line of scrimmage.
0: Yeah, I, 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 think there has to be a little bit of balance there. I mean, I mean, your most dangerous weapons on this offense are your, your receivers, right? There's no shame. And just using them in third and short, but you know Ryan Day has been sucked back into this goddamn toughness discussion again,
2: right? Yeah. And
0: uh, you know he, he's from the he,
2: Mummy Lou Holtz.
0: Well, yeah, but I mean it, this is a Michigan discussion as we've talked about before. Uh, he <laughs> oh, seems bound short. to determine to prove something in these short yardage situations. Maybe it's maybe it's just throw it to throw it to Marvin Harrison Jr. Throw it to the two guys in the first round draft like, picks.
2: Was it? I don't know if it was one of you two. Like I think have maybe Page or could have been you see like. I mean literally like this offense you could just throw the ball every fucking down. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you've gotta like I mean, you have the talent on the receivers to throw the ball every like just put it in the shotgun and let's just like throw the ball.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I know there's that thought out there. It it makes you sense. You can't
2: like you you can't, make, go the, air raid. you can't win a ball game that way.
0: You I like more balance. Yeah, I like to be able yeah. to run the football. I like more balance. But, I mean, there is there does seem to be a pretty sound argument for just going full air raid. I don't know, PBH, what do you think?
1: I mean, I don't get paid $10 million to answer that question. Ryan Day does. It's like, just figure it out, dude. It's, you have the better team, execute better, right? Yeah. And I think, for the most part, it probably, the, the physical – you know, or you're being tough or blah, blah, blah. He's getting sucked into it this year because our offensive line isn't that great. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they're opening up gaping
2: holes. It's not that bad either though.
1: Well, it might not be, Um, but you know, I mean, th- they're, I don't know if it's predictability or whatever the case may be. I just think. I think it's that I think PBH. There's...
0: I do. I think we're, our tendencies are very predictable and it seems like opposing oh defenses yeah. have are those plays diagnosed, right?
1: Yeah. But if we, but, but honestly, if us three clowns know that, then how does he not
0: know that? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, so
1: I, you know, I kind of, I, I struggle with that concept. Right. Um, And so maybe he's, you know, overthinking certain things and, you know, calling plays. I, 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 I don't know. All, all I, I know say, is.
2: I will say one ahead. thing after watching the recruits, like reactions and comments and all that shit. This was like the first time I think after that Notre game and whether it was like, uh, the skeleton Lou Holtz will whomever, <laughs> but it got day fired up. And like, they, like he, like, I mean that in the locker room after the game, like he, like, brought some energy that I've never seen from him before. And it, it was like, it was infective, like the entire, like infectious. Yeah. I feel like that's going to like continue to like, just, you know, I hope so. Be, like the co- COVID 14, like just out, out of <laughs> <everywhere>, <laughs> like, society. But no, I, I, I feel like this team is like, you know, days. Well, I, I, so
1: to, to that point though, then that, th- then that
2: means that he's still learning on the job
1: and, And maybe he is, you know. I mean, he he's never been a head coach before. Um, He he's got a wealth of talent around. Same with Jim Knowles, right? But at some point, he's got to put it together, you know. And God knows he's come close, and you know, obviously
2: he's like he's like. a good fucking coach. I mean, like that was very no, fucking out so, and against Georgia. I mean, like we shouldn't even, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, Nobody but, gave but, us a chance in Halloween. This mean.
0: this toughness yeah. discussion is a little worrisome though, because um I, I just I, I feel like well first of all, I think Day has it in his head that you should be able to run the ball and impose your will on your opponent when everybody in the stadium knows you're running the ball. That clearly seems to be something that he really values. Um, and, and I do think Jim Harbaugh is living in his head a little bit. And, and this is primarily from that yeah. 2021 beatdown where they ran all over us. And they did really physically dominate us in the trenches. And that, that is that there is no doubt about that. That's 100%. what happened in that game. Right. And he has been having to defend himself and his program against the accusations of being a, a finesse soft program ever since. But um, I, I do worry a little bit about getting too caught up in trying to win a toughness contest, and then you, you end up losing the football game, which is what I think happened last year. I, I think he got drawn into this yeah. toughness contest, and his team, you know, I mean, that that G. Scott penalty on the sideline, that personal foul that he took, that was clearly a, a product of this toughness narrative that, that uh, you know, that just kind of ran away. Anyway, yeah. I, I, we're totally kind of getting I off topic think- here, but... Well, um, no, we we are, but we're not. Yeah, you know, um, you know, just so find I'm a way to be a more efficient on third and short. I don't give a shit if you're if you're plowing into the line, you're getting that yardage, or you're throwing it to Marvin Harrison Jr. on a slant. Just you got to be more efficient in those situations. I think we can all agree with uh, with that, right? All right, we are way yeah. the fuck off course here, guys. Let's oh, fire up wow. the concernometer. Let's fire but, up the concernometer. I want to read out from each of you for this game against Maryland PBA. Too. I'm going to start with you. Give me your concernometer readout for this game.
1: I'm a I'm a four point five, four point five. I'm just you know it's it's the it it's weird the dichotomy between Ohio and playing in Maryland. Um, and last year, obviously, we played there and it was a close game. Um, you know, yeah, I'm a four point five. They're five and zero, but they played absolutely nobody.
2: Um, so okay, four point five CP. How about you? Give us your readout. I'm gonna go um, 1.75, <laughs> and I'll tell you
0: why. Like, okay,
2: we don't do decimals off, here. Oh, <laughs> we don't. Okay, so then I'll do. I, I no, I'll it's 1.75
0: uh, is fine. Pages did a decimal. I'm gonna do one yeah, too. Yeah, dude. <laughs> strike that from the record. band wrong. Um,
2: no, like and, I, I feel like they're gonna? gonna like run off that. That the energy's flowing from that south bend wind. Yeah, and then off like just like the grind, like just like it's the grind. Let's get the. I think they're gonna come out and they're just gonna like. I mean, they're gonna stop. To Alua, whatever the fuck it. Like, Tonga Viola. Alua. Yeah, not yeah. Thank you, Zach. Boy. Yeah, yeah. The bro- the brother who plays on Maryland. Right. Yeah, but, but I think like I'm, I'm. That's even, even that's even better. The brother. 1.75, the One point seven five.
1: One point seven five. But the brother okay. of the. Miami
0: yeah. football. Yeah, like I said, Austin Brother Ward calls him to a Tito. Mother. If that's easier for you guys, if that's an easier shorthand, Tua right, Tito. Got, what's
1: your concern on meters, Zach? Yeah, 4.5. 4.
0: I'm with you, PBH. 4.5 as well. A coworker of mine, Mike uh, Ferry, who uh, is a partner at, at my firm, also a huge Ohio State fan, very knowledgeable Ohio State what up, fan Mike as well. Mike Ferry? Uh, he reminded me of how the Buckeyes often struggle with mobile quarterbacks. I mean, who doesn't? But Ohio State tends to. And Tonga Bailoa's is a, a, you know, mobility mm-hmm. uh, and his ability to make plays on the move last year in College Park really hurt the Buckeyes. He's playing with a ton of confidence right now. Uh, this is a quarterback and an offense that the Buckeyes have to respect. And I think offensively for Ohio State, things can get a little dicey if the Buckeyes continue to struggle in the red zone. At the same time, I think Maryland. Has Ohio State's attention. The game is in the shoe where Maryland has really struggled over the years, as I've mentioned. And Bill Landis pointed this out earlier this week that the two times Maryland really challenged Ohio State, right, last year and in 2018, those games were played in late November in College Park. They were the week before Michigan, so there was, you know, there was a little bit of a look-ahead variable, I think, at play. So, you know, 4.5 is probably twice what I would normally have for this game. So I wouldn't say that I'm very concerned. I'm actually much more intrigued than concerned. But this is a the Buckeyes have to respect they'll have to play well to win uh, but I don't want to over go go overboard with my concern all right boys let's get to our score predictions PVH why don't you get us started give us your score prediction for this game
1: Uh, I'm gonna say what's the line it's gone from 18 to 20 that's interesting I I have it at 20
0: yeah I have it at 20 the over under is 58 Mm, I definitely like the over.
1: Uh, yeah. I'm going to say Buckeyes 44, Maryland 19. 44
0: 19. Oh. Okay. Yep. I like it. CP, you. Cover in the over. Cover. Uh, Give TV-H, us your score, prediction.
2: Like, you know what? I was uh, He pretty much like. I think I'm just gonna ride with PVH because I I was kind of like I was looking like the four, 41 like 17 range. So, as well, just throw us like um, I'll just like throw my, my Campbell back on uh, page there. I'll go with the uh, his score, but I'm going with 41 17. 41 17. Okay. You what were you 44 19 page?
1: I forget.
0: <laughs> oh my God. This is podcasting gold, gentlemen, podcasting gold. Now, I I think this Ohio State team is built to win a little differently this season than Buckeye teams of the recent past. Not as explosive or efficient on offense as they've been in recent years, but still very dangerous. Uh, But also, I think, significantly improved on defense, though this game will be a pretty good test of that. The new clock rules limiting possessions is a real thing. And I think even with a pretty potent passing game, I think Maryland is going to try to take advantage of those rules to shorten the game. Uh, Maryland is actually pretty committed to uh, a run-pass balance. They only throw about 53% of the time, which I found surprising when I looked at the numbers so I expect they're going to try to drain the clock just a little bit with Roman Hemby uh and again that right ankle of Marvin Harrison Jr. is something to keep an eye on not just in this game but for the rest of the season if he's not quite himself in this game and beyond I think that obviously will affect the offense I got Ohio State 33 Maryland 14 I don't think the Buckeyes cover and I'm taking the under I think the defense passes Ooh, another under. good test here against uh, Tunga oh. Mailoa, um and the, and the Maryland skilled players. I look forward to watching Kyle McCord's continued development in this game. Looking forward to seeing how he builds on that performance against why Notre Dame. We,
2: why do you think we even let Marvin like run this like game? I mean, we have so many. We're gonna many need receivers. him, dude.
0: We're, I, gonna, I need we're him. gonna need him. Yeah, I mean, I, I, this is not. I mean. I, this is not Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Jackson Smith and Jigba. I mean, I think it's a very good receiver core, but we're not quite as loaded at the skill positions. That I don't think this offense as, as we were in 2021. So, Ooh. I I think he I think they do have to Oh, well, the numbers show it. I mean, Ohio State offensively, their numbers are way way down from the standard that they set, you know, for the last 4 years, but still, look a, still a very good offense. Still a very dangerous offense, but no, they yeah. need him to play in this game. Um now, uh, McCord did not throw a touchdown pass against Notre Dame. He didn't throw a touchdown pass against Indiana. So that's, that's happened twice. I don't think that happens in this game. I think he's good for at least two. And I think your boy, Trey Henderson, CP, pops another long touchdown run in this one. Yeah. yeah. All right. So... Look, boys, there are quite a few other interesting games uh, happening on Saturday uh, that are going to pique the interest of Ohio State fans that I want to talk about before I let you guys go. Let's start with, uh, in the early window, number 12 Oklahoma versus number 3 Texas in the Red River rivalry in the Cotton Bowl. This is a battle of two undefeateds. The line is Texas, minus 6.5. The over-under is 60.5. The game is a noon Eastern kick on ABC. PVH, who do you like in this game?
1: I like Texas. I don't think Oklahoma is that good. So minus five, no. minus six point like, five, I mean,
0: minus six point five. Not, not many teams can say they gone in
1: Tuscaloosa and won up, right. A game, right? Yeah. So let's roll with the, the horns.
2: All right, CP. Who do you yeah. like in this game? I I think it's like a SmackDown. The mullet. You like Texas? L-E-S-S. Not even mullet anymore. Call him. No, like I L E S S. He's okay. Like they're uh, build SmackDown. They're going to like, Benables is like, um, he's got the offense, like they're running the ball well, but like the defense is still not like dialed in. So I feel like they, uh, they get, they they lose by 17 at least.
0: Okay. I'm with you guys. I like Texas and I, I think I like Texas going away in this game. OK, let's have a look at in the in the 330 Eastern window, number 11, Alabama at Texas A&M. Both these teams are four and one. The line is only Alabama minus one and a half at the over in College Station at College Was Station. The over. Hang on a second, CP. The over under is 46 and a half. Again, this is a 330 p.m. Eastern kick on CBS. And this has been a hell of a game the last two seasons, boys. Last year, Bama eked out a 24 to 20 win over A&M in Tuscaloosa a m got one untimed down from the Bama two-yard line after a pass interference call, but couldn't punch it in. Bama survives. And then in 2021, the last time these teams played in College Station, the Aggies kicked the game-winning field goal. His time expired to win at 41-38. CP, I'm going to start with you. Who do you like in this game?
2: Man, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, it's kind of like a flip of the coin. Like, if there was ever a time that, like, Jimbo was going to beat, like, saving, like, you know, like, I mean, you like, spread like millions of dollars out into this recruiting class that they have. He finally got an offensive coordinator who's calling the plays aside from his like, you know, quirky ass. You know, I, I could go on and on about Jimbo Fisher, but yeah, I, I, I think this is a game that like everybody's going to jump on. And M because it's in college station and everybody's kind of like riding on the like the uh, the train of like oh the dynasty's over saving this and that their quarterback like they have no quarterback I mean for fuck's sake like
0: they got Tyler who's Ball- that Bama there, like back. yeah yeah Milrow Mil- a good good runner though he's a pretty so dynamic do you like? yeah so who, who I, give us your I, pick I, CP I I I, honestly not, like, I
2: mean it's a flip of the coin dude like I like, I would probably take Alan but like if I had it like had a gun to my head I would that's take the Bama question who do you like they're laying
0: one yeah okay so your pick is CP. Bama. I still don't know. Bam- okay, you like Bama. Uh, PBH, you like in this game? Shit.
2: <laughs>
0: PBH, who oh, do you yeah. like in this game? Damn
1: it, Reggie. Dude, I have backed the truck up. Bama against a- Alabama. Nick Saban, come yeah. on. Yeah. One po- A&M is a dumpster fire. They've done nothing. And Alabama lost to a really good They're Texas They're looking game. good, though yeah okay let's yeah. you want a 20 dollar side bet on that you know because like your, you I, i'm watching about it
0: yeah i'm with <laughs> all you bro. all right boys all right.
1: Uh, so, uh, so you like alabama. bama okay yeah I'm, bama yeah I'm gonna take bama too
0: i'm gonna take bama as well look cool. i mean halloween is right around the corner and we all Spoon. buried we all buried alabama like jason Voorhees or you know michael michael myers and you know here comes nick saban okay. and alabama back from the dead I like Bama in this one as well. I think they I think they win it uh, pretty comfortably. Okay, next up, number twenty, Kentucky at number one, Georgia. Both these teams are five and zero. The line is Georgia minus fourteen and a half. The over under is forty seven and a half. This is a four p.m. Eastern kick on ESPN. Look, guys, the Bulldogs are coming off a very shaky performance on the road at unranked Auburn last week. That game was in doubt until the final minutes. The Bulldog escape. 27-20. 27-20. to Brock Bowers went berserk in that game. He saved the Bulldogs in that game. And then a couple weeks earlier, Georgia struggled at home against unranked South Carolina, winning that game only by 10, 24-14. Kentucky, they're coming off probably their best performance of the year so far, 33-14, drubbing of Florida. Embarrassing Florida. Last year, the Bulldogs and Wildcats played a low-scoring slugfest in Lexington that Georgia eked out, 16-6. to PVH, I'm going to start with you. Who do you like in this game?
1: this is the the total trap game because i love kentucky um i'm going to roll with kentucky even though i think it might be a trap game um you know i I mean 14 and a half i mean kentucky's legit they embar like cp just said they embarrassed florida last weekend and georgia has not looked that good so I'm gonna take uh, Kentucky plus what 14? fourteen? Fourteen half. Absolutely. So you like Kentucky to, do to win and the I game. I think if they I think if they cover, they win.
2: Okay.
0: Ooh. All right. How about UCP? You,
2: you know, I will be honest with you, I'm not quite sure where to go with this. But like I, I feel like I'm gonna say that like this is a game that like, you know, the suspect played over the last couple of weeks, but I feel like Georgia stepped up. And smacked down Kentucky, put Stoops back to where they like, you know, like, you know, <laughs> mid-tier like SEC like, and you know, as I but as much I
0: would love to see Kentucky like be in this game, but I think Georgia's gonna smack them down. Yeah, I like Georgia in this game too. I don't think they cover, but I could see them winning by double digits. It's a good game, a close, you know, a, a competitive game, but Georgia pulls away. I know they played like shit. But uh, I just have a feeling. It's just a gut feeling. It's not anything that I can I can point to X and O ys I'd love to see Kentucky like out. Oh man, out. me too. I mean, I, believe me, I'll be I'll be rooting for Kentucky. That's for sure. Where but I is think Georgia it? Is gets it, it done.
2: Like a, is it's it in? in is it's in in at Athens. Georgia,
0: in between the hedges. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, and, and and Vegas seems to agree, right? They've got Georgia minus fourteen and a half. Um, All right, boys. Last game I got on the on my list here is number ten Notre Dame at number twenty five Louisville. Notre Dame's five and one. Louisville is undefeated, five and zero. The line is Notre Dame six and a half. The over under is fifty four. This is another. 7.30 7.30 p.m. Eastern kick on ABC for the Irish. I mean, th- this is their third week in a the row. They're facing an undefeated ranked oh, team in primetime time. Are they
1: on at 10 a.m.? Premier yeah.
2: river.
0: <laughs> so, oh, I, Paige, you would like,
2: love to be a Notre Dame fan. They play at like 7.30 p.m. every week. Yeah,
0: totally. I, it's, it, this is yeah. They're not, not on the
2: big noon Fox.
0: No gimme here for the Irish. Now, I'm not sure how good at Louisville actually is. I mean, Jeff Brom, the former Purdue coach, is there coaching his alma mater. Um now Louisville's best wins are one-score victories over Indiana, twenty-one to fourteen, and NC State, thirteen to ten. I don't know, maybe Louisville is a, a paper tiger. How do you see this one, CP? Who do you like in this game? Notre
2: Dame Smackdown. I think after oh, last week and like listening to Marcus um, Freeman after that like gutsy like win against Duke, mm-hmm. um, I, I think they smack him down, put Louisville back into like you know. Division three high school football. <laughs> How about you, PBH?
1: Totally. They yeah. passed it. Last weekend was the test, right? That was the letdown game, and it was close. They, they got through it, um, and they'll be fine. They're going to roll this team. Love yeah. Notre Dame minus whatever, five and a half, six, six and
0: times. a half. yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm with you guys. I think Notre Dame covers and, and wins. I just got a text from Jared. He got his South Stands hat. In the mail, I shipped him oh, the South Stands did? hat this week. Yeah, nice.
2: Which one did you give him? Like the he uh, likes the curb bill.
0: Or... He's the, he's a curb bill oh, guy. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, hey, like... I mean, you know, it's 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 fall time. Everyone head down to Barnes Nursery at thirty-five eleven West Cleveland. Yes, Avenue. get your pumpkins Road. over there. You're on four four eight three nine and get your pumpkins. <laughs> All of your garden center needs. Jared Barnes here from the South
0: <laughs> Nice plug. Can you get pumpkins there?
1: Oh, of oh course. my! course. You God. can get they everything got... you Oh, know. awesome. Okay.
0: And perennials, your yeah.
1: nuptials, landscaping,
0: composting,
1: construction. Oh, my God. Barnes yes. is the full-service nursery that you need in Northeast Ohio. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I love the plug. Excalating. That's awesome. whatever you need. <laughs> All right, boys. Hey, is there anything else Dude, you want to add? Good
2: to be on with you guys tonight, ma'am.
0: Yep. Good to be on with you guys as well. All mm-hmm. right. Why don't we wrap things up there? I will be back with a recap of the Maryland game on Sunday morning, and then the three of us will reconvene at this time next week to have a look at I believe it's Purdue that's next in line. All right boys until then everybody yeah, thanks so rolling. much for listening. Yeah. Go, Bucks. go Bucks. And go Bucks. You've been listening to the South Stands a Buckeye football podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook and visit our website at southstandsosu.com.